Absolutely not. It's a faux pas. It's, uh, it's almost as gross as mayonnaise on your uh, french fries. There's nothing more delicious than mayonnaise <laughs> on your french fries. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Business Boys podcast, episode number four. We apologize to all the listeners for missing a week there. We had some technical difficulties, but we are back once again. Uh, new episode. Just want to give a you know a quick uh, mention to the incident today in Toronto. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers with all those affected. Obviously, a pretty tragic day. But we understand that you guys tune in here to get your business news and also get some outrageous takes. So um, with that being said, with heavy hearts, we're going to move on and we're going to tune up the laughter just as we always do. Uh, with me, as always, is a crippled man, a man whose finger was severely deformed yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jimmy Mellos. Jimmy, how's the finger? Finger is doing all right. A little bit of a dislocation, but, uh, you know, when, when the weather's nice, you got to be balling and uh, you got to go hard in the paint, man. Sometimes it leads to some injuries. But other than that, hope everyone is feeling fine and enjoying some sunshine. I know I sure am. It's been a great weekend, a nice start to the week. It's absolutely gorgeous. T-shirt weather, T-shirt time. Hope everyone's doing great also. Got myself a new pair of jeans. Ooh, feeling good, Navy. man. No, I, you know what, man? Wow. I'm, I went, I'm shocked right now. Yeah, I'm uh, growing up a little bit. Went with uh, my favorite type of jeans. I always used to get them at Winners. They always fit me. The only pair of jeans that fit me, Levi's, went right to the store. Was helped by the long-haired gentleman there who definitely knew what he was <laughs> talking about. My first pair he picked me were the pair I went with, and I'm definitely going back for a new pair soon. Uh, so a uh, shout-out for any of those big-legged guys who can't find the right pair of pants to fit them. Levi's. Yeah, I'm jeans are uh, jeans are so hard to pick out. If you're over like six feet tall and have kind of a weird disproportionate body type, like longer legs or even shorter legs with a bigger waist, man, they're just a pain in the ass to get a good pair of jeans that fit you. Yeah, man. Because like I have big like tree trunk legs, so I obviously get, get like a 38 waist even though I'm a 36. And it's just it's like a nightmare. And then if you're a 38 waist, it's hard to find like 32 long. Oh, oh cool. yeah. The skinny jeans don't fit you, do they? No, no. <laughs> not the old sprinter's body. No, absolutely not. So, uh, Jimmy, I know you're drinking kind of a odd uh, drink today for the drink O'Day. Why don't oh, you tell yeah. the good old folks at home what you're drinking? I love scotch. Joel, you drink. Well, today I decided uh, I was craving it, so I went uh, to the store to pick up some pickles. I didn't even go dill. I went bread and butter pickles. They're so good. Ooh. But uh, what I'm drinking is a, it's called a pickleback, for those of you who don't know. It's a shot of whiskey uh, chased by a shot of uh, pickle juice. And let me tell you, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, you can drink this any day, anytime. Nice, uh, nice to kick off your night. Or if you're feeling a little wasty and you still want to drink but don't want that aftertaste, Go for the pickleback; it'll spruce you right up. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy right now, if uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm fascinated by this. This, so you didn't buy pickle juice. You you physically take the jar of pickles and drain out the juice slash sauce. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. You take okay. out the pickle juice, 
And you See, that's, from that's, the jar. that's genius because you always waste that delicious, or at least I always waste, waste that delicious pickle juice. Yeah, don't waste it when you can use it to get wasted. <laughs> nice one, nice one. Yeah, um, we're going to have a bit of a shorter show today, uh, only three topics and uh, Rusty's MIA, so that's unfortunate. But we're going to incorporate a little more banter, a little more arguing. Um, Jimmy, have you heard from Rusty? Because I haven't heard from this guy in like two weeks. Well, I know, I know, earnings. We like it's. I know earnings is like it's the oh, time for earnings. Yeah. So, uh, last season. I heard from him, he was locking himself in his uh, treehouse in the backyard <laughs> and just uh, focusing on the work, which we always appreciate. But yeah. uh, he has missed this week. Okay, so we look forward to Rusty hopefully being back next week. I know earnings season should go the next few weeks here. But uh, yeah, we got three, I think, really solid topics that we're going to get on to. Um, we're going to talk about Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Nike, and some new shoes that they're making. So that's some good stuff. But as Jimmy mentioned earlier in the pod, it is absolutely beautiful out in Canada, finally. Long time coming. Hallelujah. Uh, jackets are put away, hopefully for the next six months. Um, and yeah, the barbecues are coming out, so I'm excited, even though I, I'm not allowed to own a barbecue in my building. Um, just the thought of grilling outside gets me jonesed up. It gets me pumped for summer. Uh, what are some great, you know, first grill of the spring, summer? What what are you grilling over there? Well, I mean, I'm a, first and foremost, I'd like to say I'm a charcoal griller. I'm not a gas griller. I mean, in an ultimate world, I'd like to have a, a combo, but like just for, for pure taste, amusement, the fun of starting a fire, I'm a big charcoal kind of guy. Um, I've already barbecued this season, surprisingly, about a month ago. I put some uh, some chicken legs on the old barbecue. It was delish. But, uh, I mean, you can always grill up. I mean, the, you can go with the classics, uh, you know, burgers, steaks, simple, um, succulent. But I think uh, my favorite thing to barbecue is uh, – you get a nice plank of, uh, like the, the, you know, the other wood that you put in the water. You put it in for like two hours. It's like a cedar plank, or you can get like a different kind of flavor to it. And you slap a nice piece of salmon on that. So it cooks on the plank of wood, absorbs some of the flavors. And then it just, oh, it just comes out so barbecue and smoky. That is the best thing to put on a barbecue. That's like next level of cooking. That's above my expertise for sure. I also love grilling up some veggies. Mm. Like that nice, yeah, that nice like charred veggie. Uh, Barbecuing is the best. I mean, it's just kick ass. Hey, you know what? I think it's better because we have such crap winters. It just makes barbecuing, it makes you appreciate it that much more when the weather comes around. For sure. And what I love the best is like, you're. it's like an activity that you're like, but you're outside and you're cooking and it's just like, you have something to do, but it's also like peaceful while you're outside enjoying the, the beautiful, fresh, crisp air and smelling the delicious charcoal smells. Oh, there's nothing like it. It's my, honestly, it's, it's my happy place, man. Just whenever I'm stressed out and I just picture myself in the best possible world, I'm, I'm grilling, man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, you know, we all love grilling. I'm sure that's a common thing. What about condiments? What would you say? Or do you want to get into the condiment debate now? Because I know we had a debate coming on on what the best condiment would be. Yeah, let's we do can... it. I'm fired up. All right. Well, why don't you start it off? What's the best condiment? Now, this is a loaded question because different items have different, you know, condiment pros and cons. 
So we got to pick one that's kind of the best universal condiment. If you, if you only had to enjoy one condiment for the rest of your life, what right. would it be? So if we, cause like, I'm not saying it's like, it adds the most flavor, but I think it's the most necessary, most delicious, most, if I could keep one condiment in the world, 100% and my immigrant grandparents would kill me for saying this, 100% mayonnaise. And none of that oh, Miracle man. Whip shit. I'm talking some good old Hellman's. That's so weak. Not weak. It's a so classic. Just defend yourself. I mean, that's mayo, really? Oh, man, oh, mayo. Okay, first of all, it's the most versatile. Okay, it goes anywhere from French fries to if you you really got the munchies. I've seen people slap that down on a little pizza, get a little dippy-dippy for the crust. Burgers, you can go with, like... Even if, like, you overcook meat and no. you got nothing else. Steak? No. Like, steak is delicious But you don't put anything own. really on steak. You don't steak. put anything on steak. Chicken? No. Yeah, what are you talking about? Chicken? I don't know. You put it you with your fries, a, you man. You're the weird one. You're without mayo on it? Are you kidding okay, me? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's, right. It's well, the I lube. have. I've had it many times. It's the lube of food. It makes it juicy. <laughs> it literally is. That's what it looks like. It tastes like. Oh, it's so good. Are you telling me that you don't like mayo? I I don't hate mayo, but I've I would say I've I've had it like once in my two years living on my own. Oh, that is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm a pretty I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty healthy eater too. I'm like French fries, mayo, sweet potatoes, mayo, sandwiches, mayo. It's great. One of the huge downsides of mayo is that it's so messy. Like you've never been able to put mayo on a sandwich without make like spilling it everywhere. Or you put too much, and then it just overpowers the whole sandwich. Well, I have a lot of problems with mayo. Yeah, but you can't blame your lackluster cooking skills <laughs> on the mayonnaise. Plus, if you get the good Hellman stuff, they even, they even have the olive oil one that is a squirtable bottle. If you're fucking yeah, mad, I mean, that. that's, on, that's on you, my man. Oh, I'm not. I'm just not a big mayo fan. I, I don't know. That's uh, that's really bold. And man, I, I mean, I got two in my head that I could easily put above mayo and, and many more, I'm sure. I think you go with hot sauce just as a universal. I'm not going to name a brand or anything, but hot sauce really can go on anything. It's very, yeah, I think hot sauce is solid. I could also put mustard up there above mayo. Again, not naming the brand. With mayo, you really just have mayo. Uh, with hot sauce and mustards, there's tons of different types with different applications, different strengths of uh, hot and spicy or, you know, like some sweet ones. I think those two, especially grilling, you can't really go wrong with them. Uh, mayo, man. It's just the egg base. It's just gross. I don't know. Like, I I, I mean, I, it's hard to argue with you because mayo goes great with hot sauce. Mayo goes great with mustard. Mustard mayo is like the best sandwich topping. I love mustard. It's great. It's got, it's got the zero calorie. You know, it's like a neutral sauce. It's great. You know, you don't have to feel bad about eating it and you get fat and shit. You know, hot sauce, fantastic. Have it on my egg whites every morning. But mayo, man, is like, it's it's universal. It goes on anything. Okay, well, I disagree. But uh, we're going to have to, we'll, we'll put a poll up for this one too, because I'm sure this one will get uh, quite a few takes. For sure. And just so we're clear, do you get hot sauce and, is it going to go mayo, hot sauce, mustard? Or how do we know who wins this? Great, great. I think I think we should do uh, we should do a, a foursome. We should have best condiment. We'll go mayo, mustard, hot sauce, and then other. Okay. And the other might win, but 
I think we're both in agreement that ketchup is wildly overrated. Oh. Is that true? I mean, unless you're like six. <laughs> well, man, remember they used to have like green ketchup and purple ketchup at one point? Man, just further solidifying my point. Ketchup is only good on scrambled eggs. That is it. That's you, hey, <laughs> hey, you're going to pick hot sauce as your favorite condiment and then yeah. tell me you like to put ketchup on your scrambled eggs? Yeah, yeah, you, and I put a little bit of hot sauce as well. That's disgusting. No, ketchup? that's the only time I use ketchup. I think ketchup on a hot dog or a hamburger, like there's a reason all dressed, proper all dressed uh, hamburgers or hot dogs like at Harvey's or La Belle Provence, there's no ketchup on them. Right. And it's mustard, relish, like onions and all that. Yeah, and in Chicago, you get a Chicago dog. If you ask for ketchup, they'll fucking kill you. Yeah, like what's wrong with you? Absolutely. Ketchup, very overrated. The only so time I like ketchup agreement there. is the is the thick Ripley fries. Those ones oh, yeah, those yeah. need ketchup. Yeah, I'm I'll agree. I'll I'll use it for fries sometimes too. Yeah. Um but it's not as good as vinegar on fries. That's oh. a Quebec special right there. Yeah, vinegar on fries is good, but it's not as good as mayo. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So, so we'll put a poll up for the uh, condiment debate uh, after heartbreakingly losing the last one. Although some strong, strong uh, suspicions of tampering. Um, I'm hoping to bounce back this time. All right. Into the business news. Um, we missed a week here. Uh, so we're just going to pretend like nothing happened in the week we missed. And we're going to get right into last week which started off with a big earnings report from Netflix. 125 million subscribers worldwide now. And what really stuck out to me was their international membership growing very rapidly, quicker than the U.S., which is understandable as there's more people and the market is less tapped out. But if y'all have been on the Netflix recently, you've seen a lot of different... Uh, language shows, a lot of culturally different programs. And I watch everything with subtitles anyways, because I'm like a weirdo. But some of these foreign, well, to us foreign, we're in Canada. Some of these foreign programs I find to be absolutely fantastic. So yeah, great quarter, obviously record revenue and earnings and everything like that. Um, They actually just raised some more debt today to keep aggressively expanding their original content. And yeah, they've they've been signing some pretty prolific Hollywood writers, directors, producers. So really just building up their ecosystem. Uh, I feel like it's probably like the sixth or seventh earnings I've seen them do. And everyone just gets better and better and better. So uh, dope earnings from Netflix. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. The company's just on fire right now. Yeah, absolutely. Like on fire. And what's, we- cool, what's cool about them is like... I think they, they, they think outside the box. Not only have they started off as like just like streaming and here's like the stuff that you like to watch and blam, here it is. Then they started doing the originals, had some great success with that. Really just go all in with the originals. And like who knows, like what's like maybe there'll be some like Netflix movie theaters coming out soon. Like uh, like I like how they think outside the box, how they how they really like disrupt the industry and like I think moving forward we're gonna see some cool shit from them and uh yeah, I love I love the originals, man. They're they're absolutely fantastic. But um, what's your favorite? My favorite Netflix original has to be Big Mouth. Like it is so funny. Those it are the- is very funny. Um, 
I, I, that's bold though as, as your favorite it's bold i will say it's bold you yeah i'm a big fan of quite a few of them uh i'll say i'll say narcos is my favorite but it's not like leap bounds ahead of like the rest of them that but that is one show where like when the new seasons have come out i've been like generally pumped up and i locked down a day or two to crush it so i'll say narcos which ironically as i well not ironically as i said before it's in spanish so you gotta watch it with subtitles and that does not bother me whatsoever i think it adds to the kind of authenticity of the show yeah well i mean our old roommate used to watch those anime shows in japanese and just watch subtitles with those so it's not no no new news for us with the, with the subtitles <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I can't get into, but yeah, there's uh I think it's really interesting when you look at the global map of subscribers over like the last 5 years, you can really see where it's gone from pretty much just North America to expanding strategically in certain geographic areas and then you could see the corresponding originals coming out with like that area and that culture. Do they do they so, have originals like for like different areas as well or is it are the majority of the originals north america i would assume i would assume so i would assume they're they're different and then the popular ones would be on like all of the netflix type thing um i would you know like i i recently watched one that was it was all in spanish it was sent in spain so i'm assuming i know that started as like a spanish show or whatever and then they brought it over uh to north america type thing i saw another one that was french in france and i'm probably gonna watch that one too okay nice. yeah i'm uh, i'm looking at uh i guess i'll do a might as well do a little quiz for you here because i'm looking right now at the most viewed the top 10 most viewed most watched netflix original shows we have not named a single one on the list <laughs> So far, no, not no, no narcos on the list. No narcos on this list, and honestly, I would, I haven't seen, I've seen one of them. Oh jeez, I've seen okay. one of them. I'll go for it. I've I'll seen go two for of it. them. So uh, you got, you got one minute. Guess if you can get, if you can get like four, you get. Well, uh, you see, I already know the top two, so. Okay, well, if you can get five. Fine. Oh, I'll get five. You get 200 points in our weekly battle. <laughs> 200 All points. Right. Aim right. for five. It's a lot. It's a lot on the line here. You get one minute starting now. Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. Um, House of Cards. Yes. Um, Orange is the New Black. Yes. Um. Stranger Things. Yes. <laughs> um, what else is an original? Oh, you're halfway there. I mean, you're, you're saying Narcos isn't there. I'm guessing Big Mouth isn't there. No, no Big Mouth. El Chapo? No. Oh, 20 seconds, my man. Fuller House. Oh, yes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew those diehards. Everyone you get after this, in the next 10 seconds, you get an extra 100 points. Oh, it's bon bonus. Bonus. Uh, uh, I got nothing. All right. You're done. I got nothing. You're done anyways. Okay. So 
you got number 10, you got Orange is the New Black. Nine, you got Fuller House. Eight, you got Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Seven, you got Stranger Things. Six, I think you missed it. House of Cards? Did you say that one? No, I said it. Okay, yeah. so then you got that one. And then you missed the entire top five. Number <laughs> five, Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four, okay. Luke Cage. Oh, Number yeah. three, Iron Fist. Number Don't two, know what that is, but okay. 13 Reasons Why. And number one, Daredevil. Wow. Yeah. I, I thought Orange is the New Black was number one. Yeah, this is as of, like, I don't know when this is as of, but this is as of, like, last year, like, like right before Christmas. So, pretty. Man, no, Riv- no Riverdale on that list. No What's Riverdale. going on, man? Well, gotta step it up. I didn't watch step the most recent episode, but apparently it's a freaking musical. Oh, it was terrible, man. <sighs> what are they? Really, like, they're really losing well, I, it, right? I uh, I fast forwarded through all the songs. Okay. So I watched it in like fifteen, but like the the end of the episode was good. Like it's getting back to like intense. Okay. But the whole musical thing, like I just had to, uh, I couldn't like do it. I just could. I had to just fast forward. Are you just just in context to see if I'm gonna watch it or not? Are you a fan of the movie Grease? Yeah, I like Grease, but okay. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't like rewatch it like today or anything i've seen it like a couple okay. times but you're not like finger. you're not like against musicals like you like grease you like uh tenacious d and the pick of destiny so it's a riverdale thing not a musical thing yeah i'm sure a lot of people liked it to be honest um it was well choreographed it seemed i just i watched the show because i liked the comic books when i was younger i don't care for i mean i skip scenes every week <laughs> i just don't care for their jubilant musicals um yeah, I just want to know what happens. Yeah, I feel you. Anyways, enough about Netflix. Why don't we move on to Amazon? Once a year, us faithful investors get to look forward to Jeff Bezos publishing his annual shareholder letter. This year, he provided um, some color on Amazon Prime membership, which they've never done. Um, and... He confirmed that it's over 100 million members. Did not say the exact amount, though, so we're kind of left guessing. <laughs> like, But, uh, yeah, I always love reading those those letters. Um, it's cool because he always attaches the original 97 copy so you can look back at the first year they were in existence. Um, 2017 was a big year for them. More than 5 billion items shipped via Prime, expanded in Mexico, Singapore, Netherlands, Luxembourg, and others. Um, and yeah, expanding their third-party sellers and um, powering their facilities with renewables. They have wind and solar farms now. Uh, I know a lot of concern out there is, uh, you know, Amazon putting a lot of mom-and-pop shops out of business. Some smaller businesses, it's really tough for them now. So I guess, I guess the takeaway is, you know, even today there was more announcements of new businesses. They really just want to have their hand in every cookie jar. It's like going to an ice cream store and ordering every single flavor, which I always wanted to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do, do you think it's getting too big too fast? Because I know some of the Whole Foods employee morale has been negative. And although I'm sure business-wise everything's fine, it seems like perhaps their global domination 
ambition might be negatively affecting some of their current business lines. Right. And that's like, I mean, the thing with Whole Foods, it's, it's, a, it's not a new thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's been going on for a little while, but it seems like right now stuff is like really starting to hit the fan. Um, a lot of negative, like I read an article a little while ago, like apparently seeing someone cry at a Whole Foods is no, uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing surprising. Um, a lot of, a lot of these regions have like, like employee scorecards that, um, they're, it's like, if you, if an item is a bit too far to the left, you lose points. If you do something wrong, you lose points and you need a certain score to like not get fired essentially, which is, which is always tough. So there's that to talk about. Um, you know, you don't want to micromanage. You want to give people like their own, their, here's what I need you to do and, you know, kind of figure out your own way to do it. And that's kind of whole motivation of working and all that stuff. And then, you know, it, it does bring the question like too big, like, are they getting too big too fast? Cause you know, on the one hand of things, like sometimes if you do get too big too fast, you can make some mistakes, but because they're like a really the first player and they, they have all these abilities to do that is jumping in right away and, and taking advantage of the fact that they are the first mover, even though they make some mistakes, is it worth getting in there first? So I guess that's yeah, probably... Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's been their philosophy since day one. They'd rather make quick decisions and then and make some mistakes along the way than to, you know, deliberate forever and move too slowly. And I completely agree with that. Because I remember when... Um, was it Nokia that had the dominant like phone market before smartphones came out and they just spent like years just like debating their approach and everything. And by the time they were ready, it was way too late and they just went into the pooper. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Nokia, man, that's a blast from the past. But yeah, no, I, I, I like that strategy. Obviously it's working for them, but yeah, with, with the whole foods news, it does, you know, it does raise a bit of concern and you don't know if that's an Amazon thing or if that's a whole foods thing, or if that's just, it's just, that's what happens when you change things. Cause I know back before the acquisition or before there was even talks to the acquisition, you know, whole foods really pride themselves on being like, a like, even though they were, you know, throughout the U S very, um, you know, specific to their, their areas. They were like a, a local store. They would support local, uh, you know, retailers and local products. And now the grocery buyers and the, you know, management at the stores have less and less, you know, I guess, flexibility to bring in products that they like. Um, so for example, if a certain brand of drink does well, you know, in the South region and you want to buy more of that and push that more, they don't really have the ability to do that. It's more of like a global thing. So I think obviously it for sure helps with buying power. It for sure helps, you know, keeping everything in line and, limiting the amount of work that needs to be done and cutting costs that way. But I think it does take away a bit from the, the magic that was Whole Foods, really that brand experience, you know? So, you know, it's obviously growing pains, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it's up for debate whether it's the right way to do it or not, you know? Yeah. I think, I think it's kind of common too when you have uh, a smaller company that, that you just described like Whole Foods that gets absorbed by a much bigger one. And they scale, start scaling it up and massively and stuff. It's not the first time we've seen this. I mean, it happened with PayPal when they got bought by eBay. But if you but, look at, like, if you look back, I mean, one of the first companies that they acquired was Zappos. 
I don't know if anyone remembers the name Zappos. I read I read the book about them, about just like their culture that they had, and that was like a pretty seamless acquisition by them. Zappos, for those of you who don't know, was a uh, online shoe seller. Uh, they were acquired by Amazon a long time ago, but um, you know that was very seamless, and they kept their brand culture, and it's been a story you know since like that you can read about. I mean, check out the book uh, by Tony Shaw, a great book, but. Yeah, it's. I think they've they've done pretty well with the acquisitions in the past, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, you know, from here on out. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, we're both pretty bullish on Amazon and that. In terms of monopoly stuff and antitrust issues, I don't think their sales are anywhere close to that level yet, but they're not slowing down anytime soon. So, so I'm gonna look at, but you know, it's basketball playoffs and. All these all-stars got some sweet kicks on. And I know Nike's making some, has a new shoe concept. Yeah, the Nike, the new 3D shoe. So um, essentially it's a it's made from a computational design. It essentially means that they're using computers and math and all this stuff to, to make the design of the shoe, which makes it like amazing. Um, it's called the Vapor, the Vaporfly Elite Fly Print Shoe. So it's a new edition of an older shoe, but the top is 3D printed. You know, additive manufacturing. It's made from a secret Nike polymer. So what's cool about the shoe, and we actually posted a video today. If you want to go check it out on on the V Hill Capital Facebook page, check it out. It's it's just like a 30 second thing about how it's 3D printed and then seen together with their new technology. Um, so it's seamless without any glue or stitching. Also allows the shoe to be extremely customizable and adjustable for athletes. So it's not really for like the average Joe, like Spence and I, who are going to the park to shoot some hoops. It's like really like a high level shoe. Um, they did like some event with it where the fastest marathon ever was ran in that shoe. You can check that out also. Um, so all of this technology, it's making the shoe about 6% lighter. It weighs 11 grams. That's insane. Like a shoe weighs That's 11 so grams. Light. It's like a leaf. <laughs> so... Uh, again, Nike just just pushing the envelope with their with their R and D, doing some really cool stuff. And even if the even if the shoe is like garbage, like which it's obviously it's not, like it's just so cool. Like it just adds to their brand. I think it's an amazing thing that to to read about. I was super interested about it, and like yeah, Nike's killing the game. I think big resurgence. Yeah, it's, past, that's really sweet. Bit. I can't wait to check that video out. Um... Yeah, it's great. One thing Nike does a great job of is working with its sponsored athletes and uh, promoting excellence throughout athletics. And in turn, that is kind of their marketing slash advertisement ploy. So going to be cool to see some of these marathon runners or NBA players kind of customizing their own shoe. Uh, also, like if you have like different than tr- like different feet. And I think it's weird for me to say that, like my foot's like a bit wider than normal feet. I could see that being like pretty sweet for comfort. Right. For sure. So, and, and, interesting. And that's how they do it with like what's what's great about additive manufacturing, aka 3D printing and doing that, what they call the computational design is that if you need to make adjustments, it doesn't take a lot of time. You don't have to make all these like prototypes and this and this and that. And that's what's so great for these athletes is you go, okay, this guy's foot is this much, this wide or this long, or maybe he has an extra toe, I don't know. And you go into the onto the design system and you just adjust the numbers and the computer helps you do that. It's it's amazing. 
I mean, it's 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 something that they're using and this, this technology, you're using it all over the place. It's helping make like prosthetic arms and all this stuff. So it's cool to see Nike jumping in on that and using it for these uh, for these shoes. Yeah, should get Big Shaq in there to try it out. <laughs> a big ass custom shoe. You ever you ever watch like Cribs or that, and you see um, a lot of these celebs or these pro athletes? They have like their closet, and they have like a shoe collection. There's like a hundred pairs of shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you because I okay, I'll just come out. I have four pairs, maybe three pairs of shoes, and I've always had like main um, one main pair of shoes, like one pair of shoes for like a year that I wear. Yeah. Um, how many pairs of shoes does a man like really need to own? I understand if you're a collector or whatnot, but how many pairs of shoes do you really need for different occasions? Right, and and you and I are both we're both sneaker lovers. Like you and I will rock like the low top sneakers and wear them everywhere all the time, whether we're going to the gym or going out or walking about getting our groceries. Um, I have I have actually a, a pretty hefty amount of shoes. I think like I. I I don't know if, like, I know some people have, like, I work with people who just, like, love shoes. And they have, like, oh, this addition to this and that. I'm not really that type of guy. I think it's cool, but I don't, like, it's not, like, what I choose to spend my money on. But I'll have, you know, my regular sneakers that I wear every day to the gym to work. You know, I'm a jeans wearer to work, so I can wear the sneakers. Then I have my indoor b-ball kicks, my outdoor b-ball kicks. And I got a pair of dress shoes and... Yeah, that's about it. I also wear my sneakers in the winter. So like in the summer. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So I, I, I keep it pretty limited. Oh, I also have my, my trade show shoes specific for my company. Hmm. I think, uh, yeah, I would say I have one main pair of shoes. Then I got like my more specific running shoes if I want to jog on the treadmill. Don't know why I have those. And <laughs> I do think... Uh, my slippers are like my favorite pair of shoes. I don't think those count though, because you can't wear them outside. But or flip flop, yeah. I don't think I don't think we'll count sandals. I would say if you wear, uh, if you have to wear dress shoes to work, you have to have at least two pairs. That's my recommendation and my mantra, because one pair of dress shoes you're gonna you're gonna kill them in like a few months. And you're probably going to want two different colors, maybe a brown and a black, just to mix it up with your suits. And that also allows you to buy less dress pants and blazers and stuff because you can get different looks with different um, suits. Right. So that's what I would recommend. Um, And if you have like – if you, I'm sure the world's laughing at us because everyone probably has 10 pairs at least. (laughs) And I feel like if you're you're wearing shoes – like dress shoes to work like you need you, you like for weddings and like high occasions you need like a a, a crisp pair too so i guess we'll be we'll be aside from those dress shoe wearers because i'm not a big dress shoe wearer myself yeah you'd like to keep it's really disappointing because i've had some gorgeous dress shoes which just completely like fall apart because i wear them too much but I would suggest to anyone out there to get a shoe shining kit, which I do have. So whenever there is a formal occasion, you just shine those bad boys up, put a little wax on them, a little, little rub down, a little massage, and they look brand spanking new. I like that. Shoes. Shoe shiner. Yep. Yeah. It was a Christmas gift. It was an awesome Christmas gift, actually. Nice.
So I'm curious because uh, you brought this up once before, and I'm at, uh, and we never really talked it out. Do you think if 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 shoes weren't invented, would our feet would our feet like evolve and like cater to this like our surrounding over time? Yeah, I think so. I I think just like evolution and uh, you know like you would know, like how animals and humans we adapt to our surrounding. I think if shoes were never invented, we'd develop kind of like like animal paws or something, like something on our feet to protect us from the ground. And we'd have these like almost like a, a shoe sole on the bottom of our foot, like the hobbits in The Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> of course, there's no way of really knowing this. Well. But, I mean, animals get around the jungle like without shoes on. So there's no reason why we need to have shoes. I guess. Plus like you you and I are both lifeguards on like the on the outdoor deck. Like I'm walking around with sh- not no shoes a lot of the time and my feet by the end of the summer would be like impenetrable. Like I could step on a nail oh, yeah. and like break the nail. Exactly. It's uh you know, survive and adapt. That's that's what uh our species are programmed to do. I I strongly think that that would be the case. Yeah, it would be a little caveman and archaic, I guess. And, you know, I do like wearing a nice new pair of shoes. Like, you feel feel like a million bucks sometimes, you know? Got a shiny new whites on or shiny new pair of dress shoes. You know, it can make or break the outfit. Absolutely. I'm, I love so, getting, like, like, I'm not, like, I don't have a collection of shoes, but I love a fresh pair of kicks, man. There's nothing like yeah, it. Yeah, they smell delicious. Oh, boy. <laughs> How do you get them smelling so good? It's awesome. Uh, I need that scent in my room. I need, like, a candle of that. Oh, seriously. I've been wearing mine without socks lately and they stink. Oh, fuck. He stinks. Yeah, you can't be doing that, man. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's a faux pas. It's, uh, it's almost as gross as mayonnaise on your uh, french fries. There's nothing more delicious than mayonnaise <laughs> on your french fries. I mean, I could get spicy mayo. I could get behind that or something with sweet potato fries. But just plain mayo just seems raunchy. I guess that's what makes us the perfect match. You know, I'm the mayo and you're the spice. And together we make spicy mayo, my man. (laughs) Oh, man. That's great. Well, uh, I don't know about you, but I can uh, honestly say that I miss Rusty today. Yeah, me too. And I I hope everything's okay in his treehouse. No storms or any uh, sudden wind bursts blowing it over. No, it's a pretty sturdy tree. he uh, built it in a couple days. Okay. It's a nice solid maple tree. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't even bring food up there he oh, just man. he just licks the sap that comes up for sure oh yeah like he keeps it oh natural he's in earnings season oh i like it i like it very superstitious man yeah anyways i think that's a pretty solid show for today we're gonna have a good healthy debate going on condiments jimmy why don't you sign us out of blah, blah, blah. i'll take that again jimmy why don't you get, <laughs> sign us off and get us out of here <laughs> why don't i get us out of here guys it was a great week as Spence said, we did miss Rusty, but I'm sure he'll be back for another week. Um, post on our fa- I, I want to know. I want to beat Spence in another. Well, I guess we tied last time at our poll, but help me win this one. Mayo all the way. It's great. It's delicious. It's versatile. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. Enjoy the beautiful weather. And, uh, yeah, check you guys later. Peace out.